everyone to poke and kush it is wednesday september 21st 2022 and i have vomited out my brains yeah you've got the new covid (laughs) i got something the new covid 20 yes it's like the new coke it's coming soon (laughs) <laughs> that's what the news is now you turn it on it's like everyone's dead there's a new disease get ready aids too you you're specimen zero for this one uh i'm glad we're uh trapped here in my unventilated room yeah as you're uh yeah vibrating with disease well you know uh if you were to get food poisoning you get a nice day off of work that's true (laughs) can you catch airborne food poisoning we'll see hopefully what i had was food poisoning all right where'd you eat throw them under the bus have you ever heard of mcdonald's uh yeah yeah yeah. that's i don't know if that's what it was but probably uh it's very possible uh so yeah the getting over some sickness uh and also you know r.i.p to the queen uh for the second consecutive week uh the today show is on my house constantly because my wife is on maternity leave and so i think i think the today show basically lasts it it runs on people on maternity leave yeah there's just constantly going to be new moms who are at home and need something mindless to have on television for four and a half hours a day yeah they have been talking about this thing this 90 plus year old woman dying mm-hmm. for like 12 days. Yeah, she's been dead for a while. <laughs> it's on the, she's watching this morning. I was like, they're still talking about this. I'm starting to think she's not coming back. It's <laughs> like, what's the fucking news? There's no more news to be had. We we saw who the king is. We saw who the like. There's nothing. It's not like when there's a the, the pope dies. They have yeah. to elect a new pope. And then you're like, oh, what's this pope going to do? Might be a very different thing that's going to happen. The last pope was a dick. This pope's a really nice guy. There is no changes. We knew what was going to happen 10 years ago, much less 10 days ago. And uh, they have not stopped talking about it. And it really makes me wonder uh, how stupid are we as as Americans? Well, today's show running on maternity leave, it's also uh, felons that are at home. <laughs> they do have prison, like they have prison TV. They're watching TV during the day. People that work at night, like, you know, uh, ice road truckers. <laughs> No, they probably don't work at night. That that's would the, be the most dangerous. <laughs> I think that's like what the Pawn Stars run on. I uh, was home on a weekday, whatever it was, a Labor Day or something very recently. Sure. I was like, this is what people want. You know, it's like <laughs> Judge Bieber. <laughs> Steve, I don't think Steve Harvey's qualified to judge anybody. <laughs> Certainly not me. <laughs> that every single ad is for a personal injury attorney yeah and, or like windows life alert bracelet <laughs> yeah. 
the my pillow guy before he went to federal prison these are the daytime tv commercials would fletcher mackle have a job if it was not for a personal injury attorneys in louisiana i mean every single ad on these stations is is uh personal injury it's crazy yeah and now i'm seeing uh i'm also seeing the rouse's uh shoppa style quite a bit they like that they spent they spent a lot of money paying uh choppa in uh gift cards that they had that's gonna run that one into the ground <laughs> uh yeah man it is uh it's been quite a scene uh over at the kushner state the last week you uh, seem a tad disheveled that would be May an accurate, I say? that would be an accurate statement disheveled yeah. i think when you have three kids under five you sort of live disheveled yeah. this has been a particularly disheveling time yeah you uh you got kleenex boxes on your feet and you're in a bed <laughs> You're in a bathrobe. I'm wearing a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> but the kids are good, right? I and mean, they're as good as they're going to be. Yeah. <laughs> they, as long as they make it to tomorrow. That's what we're going for. Yeah. That's the goal. The blessing in your life. I'm not trying to show off. I'm no. just trying to get them to the next day. <laughs> Feed them the McDonald's that almost killed you and get them to the next day. That's Were you doing that thing where you like eat the leftover Happy Meal? That's your only food. You're like eating macaroni over the toilet while they're screaming at you. <laughs> Literally, I turned to uh, my wife uh, today and I, I ate lunch today by myself. And I was like, this is the first meal I've had since Friday. Was it amazing? <laughs> no, it was a terrible meal. But I was like, I just the, all I eat on the weekends is just whatever shit is laying around the yeah. house. Like, all right, you leftover grilled cheese. Here comes the trash can. Like, <laughs> there's like Oreos sitting somewhere. It's like, all right, I guess I'll eat this. You have the diet of the flux capacitor right now. <laughs> and then I wake up at three in the morning. Like, God, I don't feel good. I wonder yeah. why I don't feel so good. It's been all those banana peels and <laughs> bottles I ate. I'm just a human incinerator. Uh, it's it's a real disaster. Uh, and, and, you know, lots of disasters to go around. But you actually had a... Uh, had a lovely weekend, right? Or lovely week? Yeah. What did you get to go do? I'm trying to think. You were saying that like there was something lovely, and I was I was turning the clock. You in had my a, head. a live show, correct? Oh yeah, I did. Uh, I did a show in uh, Mandeville with yeah. Billy Wayne Davis. You know, it was a great crowd. A bunch of people came out. Yeah, and a, and a good final show for me to do. <laughs> How many final shows is this? This might be the eleventh final show. <laughs> You're like yeah. Aerosmith. <laughs> it was uh, it was really good. If you're in Mandeville, they they do shows at this place called Hideaway. Uh, you know, we were like, so what's uh, you know what's happening after this? And they're like, this is it. This is <laughs> this is bar. the before party, the during party, and the after party. It's like, all right, I guess we'll play a uh, ski ball until four a.m. It was a lot of fun, though. Yeah, I did that. Uh, I don't know if any Polkin. Kushaholics came out. If you did, thank you. If you didn't, we'll see you next time. Uh, Any interest in doing more stand-up now? Like, whenever you do it, do you want to do it more, or do you want to do it less? I kind of... Well, that was a great show. Okay. So that makes me want to do everything in New Orleans less. Sure. the shows in New Orleans were bad. Sure. Um, so I don't really want to do those. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I, I've ascended the mountaintop. I've been at the top. Yeah. I've done the big shows. Yeah. I don't want to go to the open mic at the AutoZone in Marrero, <laughs> hosted by a guy with a puppet named after a snack food. Um, so we'll see. Don't make fun of Tiddlywinks. He's my favorite act. 
You know what I want to do? I want to get on like the shows that are for people age 40 to si- I want to do a show that is for the people standing in line to recall Latoya. <laughs> that's <laughs> that should be what you do. That's my audience. You should have a busket and you should have a megaphone and just stand in line at those uh, things at various parks in Lakeview. Yeah, I don't want if the New Orleans crowds. You're either passed out drunk. You know what drunk people don't want to do? They don't want to listen to people. They or laugh. Or laugh. And then the other thing is a stinky they. And yeah. I, they don't like my comedy. Nope. It's hard to please one person, let alone two. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, it's a rough scene out there. Yeah. Stinky theys and drunk morons. Tough crowds. <laughs> not, not easy crowds. Let's start a new podcast called Stinky Theys. <laughs> <laughs> what about tourists? There's a lot. Of, there's nothing for tourists. Really, people don't come here to see jokes the, about that the is, mayor. That is definitely true. No one on a bat. Well, sometimes the bachelor parties come to shows, and they very much don't have a good time. Nope. What about Jefferson Parish? Uh, nothing out here. Nothing. There used to be a bar called Sea Beavers. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> a giveaway. <laughs> and they had like their logo was the Cheers logo, but it said Sea Beavers and they used to do shows. I would go to it because they would always uh, give out Brothers Fried Chicken. That sounds awesome. That was, that was the height of the show for the most part. <laughs> there used to be... It's a biker bar now, and it was a biker bar then called uh, Walu's on the oh yeah I was on the causeway maybe yeah I used to do that show, and before the show they would show live pornography, <laughs> well, not live <laughs> not live <laughs> videotaped <laughs> pornography yes they would show it streaming on the big screen that's something you do when you're like 19 and have your first party <laughs> just full hardcore porn that's like the first time that cars had a. Uh, had TVs in them, mm-hmm. and during Mardi Gras, it was like every car that drove by does that porn play. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, we get it, guys. <laughs> you own porn. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> porn is an activity. It's like having a uh, you know a racquetball in your car. You have, you do something specific with it. You don't just have it to show people. The best background television I've ever seen at a uh, a bar is at a headquarters in Chicago, which is an arcade bar, and all they show is professional wrestling from like 1985 to 1991. Oh, very nice. And they just <laughs> and they just have that going all the time, and it is really great. That's it's a great vibe. Yeah. Everyone wants to watch 1988 wrestling. I think so. All the time. Yes. Without sound. Correct. And you're comparing this to pornography. It's certainly better than pornography. It's better than most baseball games. Is it better than most football games? Depends. What about the most recent Saints game? It was definitely better than that. Indeed it was. Uh, the Saints game, uh, for those of you who didn't see it, was uh, terrible. Uh, just From every form of entertainment, it was a bad form of entertainment. Uh, the Saints were up three to nothing for a long time. It was a very long time. A very long time. They scored three points in the first drive. Uh, and then essentially did nothing on offense until the game was completely out of reach. Jameis Winston uh, was ineffective. Largely, the Saints had a couple of chances. Uh, Mark Ingram fumbled away uh, what was a promising drive. And the Saints defense, which had held strong really for a a very large portion of the game, kind of fell apart. Uh, I believe that was late in the third quarter. Uh, A couple 
big penalties. Mm-hmm. A fracas uh, didn't help. And then uh, Tom Brady put him away. And then Jameis Winston buried the Saints under an avalanche of interceptions, which uh, ended the game. And New Orleans loses. What, uh, what was the final? I can't even remember. 20 to 3? Or no, 20 to 10. Sorry. Yeah, they did score. Michael gar- Thomas scored a touchdown yeah, in the fourth in quarter. Relatively garbage time, you mm-hmm. can call it. Um, <clears throat> so it wasn't a great game. Uh, by that any was stretch. my score. I was yeah. saying that that touchdown. <laughs> in my head, it was 20 to 3. <laughs> it felt like 20 to 3, but the final was 20 to 10. Either way, the Saints did not cover, nor was the, the overhit, so it doesn't matter. Uh, it was a bad game. It was a bad day. Uh, what are your, I mean, from a grand scheme of things, do you find this to be. Something that's particularly scary uh, to have seen happen, or do you think this is a flush at its one loss? Well, let's cover some of the basics of this game. Uh, Jameis was playing hurt. They yeah. were saying that he had four fractured vertebrae. Yeah, well, all the media, local media members were like, as expected. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, nobody knew this. Like, he was playing through a lot of pain. Like, you know, we kind of knew. I was like, what do you mean you kind of knew this? Well, I, Nobody I, knew he had fractured vertebrae. That's insane. I knew that he was uh, listed as uh, questionable or game time decision because of his back. Sure. I didn't know that his spine was shattered. <laughs> Seems bad. Yeah. It's like when Breeze broke those ribs. Remember, he's like, Drew Breeze has two broken ribs. He has six broken ribs. He has 17 broken mm-hmm. ribs. I was like, what are you talking about? Well, this went from, oh, he needs a little icy hot to, oh, he needs a spine, a new spine. (laughs) He needs a robot spine to get through this. I, you know, I'm not a doctor. I think if you're going to play with four shattered vertebrae, Three interceptions on three drives, not that bad. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> if you get, if you're gonna roll on a curve, I think that's pretty good. Uh, you know, he he wasn't the biggest problem uh, from an in-game perspective that I see being a longer-term issue is that first of all, he's not going to get protected very well. I think he knows that. Uh, the, it was better than it was against Atlanta. The offensive line actually run blocked pretty well, better than I was expecting. He's just not accurate enough on deep balls. They threw, I think, seven deep balls to Chris Olave. He got one pass interference call. He didn't catch any other ones. It was, they just kept going back to that well because it is what Jameis does best. He's got a great arm. He's usually pretty good at launching it deep. They were sort of daring him to do it with a single safety, and he just kept missing, and they kept going back to it. And it's like, if he can't do that, like, if he's showing that, like, over the course of a game, we're not talking one miss. We're talking a lot of them. Uh, if he can't do that, he is a he goes from being a mediocre quarterback who's unreliable to being a shitty quarterback. And, like, if he can't throw the ball deep, he's one of the five worst quarterbacks in the NFL because he doesn't do anything else all that well. So that's a problem. I would say that's a problem. Do you think we're going to see Andy Dalton sooner than later? I I was listening actually to an interview with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. who played with Jameis in Tampa. And he basically said off the jump, he's like, I think that this is the wrong offense for Jameis. They're basically trying to make Jameis into Drew Brees, which is like not his strength. No. Which is true. Like, and against the Falcons, it certainly was the case where he was like trying to do a lot of shorter throws and things like that for the first three quarters. It wasn't working when they finally kind of opened it up. He did look better in that fourth quarter against Atlanta. 
this was not that. He This was the Jameis offense. It was very wide open. It was going way down the field, and it just didn't work. And I think Andy Dalton is a Andy Dalton is a good representation of the shittiest version of Drew Brees, right? <laughs> like the worst version, like the last two years of Drew Brees, which he wasn't very good the last two years, but he was good enough to give the keys of the game to the defense and the running game to allow them to win. Uh, that The version of Jameis that we saw Sunday does not allow them the chance to win very often. The weapons around... Jameis and potentially Andy Dalton seem to have stepped up enough that I, I I'm not really like questioning that Chris Olavi seems capable sure. a lot of those balls that were thrown to him were not catchable um, yeah. Michael Thomas has slid right in and I you don't want to see what happened on Sunday happen again do you want to switch quarterbacks this soon I think when somebody has four fractured vertebrae could it get worse? Yeah, and that's the thing is like as we talk about Jameis, it's hard to decipher when he's if he's just bad or if he's just hurt or ultimately it doesn't matter. Like you have to make a decision at some point uh, of whether or not he can be effective to help you win games. Personally, based on what I saw Sunday and what really for seven of the eight quarters that he's shown this season, Jameis Winston does not seem like a guy who can help this team get to where it can get to its maximum level. Andy Dalton, I think, can at least be accurate from 15 yards and in. He can stay in the pocket. He can complete easy passes and short passes to guys like Michael Thomas, who are really good in those 15 yards and in, and Jarvis Landry, who's really good at those 15 yards and in. And I think you can build some semblance of a reliable offense with that. What we This version of Jameis Winston, I just don't know how you build and look Tampa's does does have a great defense but Atlanta has a terrible defense and they really struggled for three quarters against them in that Atlanta game you know I said that the team looked like a worse version of last year's team uh where they're at now if you bring in Andy Dalton and you use Taysom like you used him against the Falcons you could see the Saints slide in to when they had a good run of it last season yeah. where they were more of a defensive team. Mm -hmm. Is it the most fun thing in the world to watch? No. Is it better for Dennis Allen? Is that more of his strength to play to that? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. You know, we've still we've seen some hiccups with Dennis Allen adjusting to this position. So maybe slowing it down, going a, a safer route with Andy Dalton playing to the strengths of the team would help him out just getting used to being a head coach. Yeah, and I don't think this is the week to make a change. Uh, I just, I see down the line. He's up to six fractured vertebrae now. Is he really? I yeah, no, he's 14 it's, fractured vertebrae. There's like a clock ticking. <laughs> uh, but the, there is no question uh, that it's, it's going to be a storyline throughout the season. I don't think you can change it. You should change it yet. I think you need to give Jameis Winston the opportunity to play in that opened up offense and see if this was a one game blip against a good defense or if this is something that can't be rectified. Mm -hmm. uh, anytime he throws three interceptions in a game, particularly like King pick six uh, that Jameis is like that's troubling. It's almost impossible to win in that scenario. Uh, and that's, you know, you it's unacceptable. But I don't think you can judge it all off one game. 
They go to Carolina this week. I think that is going to be a really important barometer for Jameis. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's an important game for the team just because it's a game. Um, but if he can't get on get going a little bit, uh, you're going to really have to look at it because he's he's just not that good to begin with. Mm-hmm. And if you can't have him play in a wide open style where he's throwing the ball deep and uncorking and 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 going and and big play hunting. He's not worth having as your quarterback when you have a somewhat capable backup behind him. Yeah, and, you know, we're really just talking about Andy Dalton right now. Taysom is there, and they can run plays and score with Taysom. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's it's not pretty, and he's certainly no. not, like, I don't think he can play t- 10 games of them as starting quarterback again. I don't think the ball is necessarily any more secure with Taysom. No, that's even probably if, true. Even if it's not in the air, that's true. I, I, I don't think it's any more yeah. secure, but it is a healthy body. Yes, it is another body that you do have. Uh, I really do want to see what Jameis does this week. This is a, a make-or-break week for him in a lot of ways. He's just looked... That fourth quarter against Atlanta now feels like such an aberration Yeah, as compared to like, okay, he figured it out. And it's like, no, he did not figure anything out. And there's also a little more data on how not good Atlanta is. Yes. uh, Yeah, we saw, I mean, the Rams put up, what, 28 points in the first half, I think, against the Falcons. Um, I do wonder how much of this, though, how much this conversation changes if Mark Ingram doesn't fumble the ball at the, I think it was the 30-yard line. Mm -hmm. Saints had put together a really good drive. It looked like they were going to take the lead, take control of the game in the second half. And then all of a sudden, it reminded me a lot of the Jared Cook fumble in the playoffs where they yep. he fumbles the ball as they're trying to take command. They fall behind on the next drive, and then they throw a bunch of interceptions trying to come back. And it's like, how much does that shift the game? How much does it shift the mindset? But regardless, they had three points. Like, it's not as if they were playing well <laughs> up to that mm-hmm. point. They had three points. Uh, nothing weird had happened other than that. They just could not score. And so it is... Uh, You've got to give this defense a chance to win you games. They didn't give themselves really a chance to win the games. There are also some terrible calls that went against them. There are some bad calls against Tampa, too, but there were some terrible calls against the Saints. But that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I I can't hear Saints fans bitch about the refs every single week. It's it's too much. Yeah, what was it, the uh, Bradley Roby call? That was terrible. That was very bad. It was a terrible call. Uh, they called a personal foul for him for hitting someone with his shoulder pads. Yeah. Come on. It looked like he was moving his head out of the way to avoid the contact. Yes. He didn't even, like, make the tackle. You don't. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. You don't get any credit for trying to avoid. <laughs> That's not fair. No. How are you going to teach these guys to do that kind of thing? Yeah. Well, I think, honestly, I just think the refs are in over their heads. There's too many rules. There's a thousand things that are trying to see all in a split second. It's very it's, loud in the Superdome. <laughs> I mean, you just have to be on top of your game on like 15 different levels. And I don't think any of these guys are good enough at the job. I don't think anyone in the world is good enough at that job to be able to get most of the stuff right. They keep adding rules. And the guys aren't any better at the rules that they already had in place. Yeah. I don't remember... When a new system or app gets uh, implemented at work, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. The me- I don't 
no clue what the new protocol is. You think these guys remember that? <laughs> no, they, they, no. Change, they change the rules. And at least in college, as much as I hate it, they do review all of those targeting calls. Yeah. Because they are hard to see. Because you're literally judging intent of whether a guy drops his head down. It's like how you can tell that in the second, like the split second that you're watching it. And from the angle that you might or might not have uh, at that point. It's crazy. And so, yeah, there were some bad calls. There are going to be bad calls every single week. This is the NFL. It's, and there are. It's part for of For both teams. Yes. And sometimes you get the short end of it. Sometimes you get the long end of it. Saints probably got a good side of it in the first half and got shafted on one particular drive in the second half. Yeah. I mean, calls are not. You're not going to win a game throwing three interceptions. No. If one's a pick six, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very hard to win that way. You're not going to get it. Uh, <laughs> if you score three points for three and a half quarters, you're probably not going to win. And uh, and that's what happened with the Saints. And this is a story uh, mostly of an offense that is stuck. Alvin Kamara, if he returns soon, will help that. Uh, perhaps a change of quarterback would help that. But you're getting zero production right now from tight end. Neither Taysom Hill nor Adam Troutman is, exists in the passing game at this point. Uh, so you're relying on three wide receivers. None of them have really gotten totally untracked. Michael Thomas has probably looked the best uh, of that group. Uh, and you have a shaky, at best, offensive line. So it's very hard to find anything totally reliable uh, right now from that offense. Well, Carolina is also not a good team. I would put them around the same level as Atlanta. Yes. They're going to be on the road. They're going to be outside. It's... It's going to be a challenge. Every single Saints game is, but this one is a big fucking game, and everyone knows it. Yeah, it's big because there's so much uncertainty about, like, there's a lot of shakiness about this team. And and defensively, you've got to be able to get to Baker Mayfield. He's a guy who gets sacked a lot. Tom Brady got the ball out quick. I give, you know, I understand that. Marcus Mariota runs a lot. I think the Saints have one sack right now through two games. The Saints have used four first-round picks on their defensive line. They have one sack in two games. Not not ideal. <laughs> I mean, it's not just the math on that is yeah. a problem. Okay, <clears throat> uh, and then I think I saw Luke Johnson was saying today that you know the the Saint that the Buccaneers were using a lot of help on. Davenport and so that was like a big part of their game plan it's like well you know what that means that's a problem that Cam Jordan doesn't even like they're not even remotely afraid of Cam Jordan anymore the ghost of Cam yeah like they are not even thinking about Cam Jordan if they're doubling Davenport half the game Mm -hmm. and guess what even though Davenport's getting doubled he's got him if he's as good as people are saying that he is or that he was in training camp or whatever he's got to make plays even though he's doubled T.J. Watt makes plays. He's double-teamed every play. That's true. You know, like there, there are there are ways to do this uh, and make plays, but defensively the Saints have got to ratchet up their, their pressure on the quarterback. Other than that, they were really good for most of the game. I think Lattimore's really good. I, I mean, the, the all of the lack of physicality, all that stuff from the Atlanta game, I think they ironed all that stuff out uh, in the Tampa game. They simply got hit pretty bad in a couple calls, and then they got put in terrible field position uh, by some interceptions. It felt it felt like a very winnable game yeah. until it didn't. 
it yes. felt like the Saints, despite sloppy play and despite it moving incredibly slow on both sides of the ball, it felt like the Saints were in control. I don't know yeah. if that's dome field advantage or mm-hmm. not, but it was not the uh, very scary titan of Tom Brady and yeah. his ragtag all-stars who are all 39 years old. Yeah. It was a very winnable game, and it's, you know, you asked me 20 minutes ago, it's not the end of the world for the Saints. Yeah. the It felt a lot like the Monday night game last year, right? The mm-hmm. Saints just happened to win that because they didn't turn the ball over. Yep. But, it, I mean, essentially it was the same game. They just didn't turn the ball over, and they didn't get hit with bad penalties in that game. And they won. I thought, was it, like 10 to nothing that game? 9 to nothing? I mean, it was, like, incredibly low scoring. And that's probably what the Saints are going to have to do from now on. So they got to be a little better. We have a lot to talk about for the rest of the season with Jameis and so many other things going on. Uh, We, of course, will cover all of that ground in the coming weeks. Uh, We've also got a little bit of Pelicans news. We've got some LSU stuff to talk about. Tulane. Uh, So, and of course, local news. So please stick around. We have much more coming up right here on Pelicans. Polk and Kush is brought to you by our sponsor, Crescent Canna, the first New Orleans company to offer legal THC gummies registered with the Louisiana Department of Health. If you're like most people, including us, we had no idea that THC was legal in New Orleans, but it is as long as it's derived from hemp and meets Louisiana's standards for compliance. Crescent Canna makes legal THC gummies with real Delta 9 THC, delivers them right to your door in Louisiana and across the country without a prescription. In addition to their amazing original 12 milligram gummies, Crescent Canna's new 25 milligram can of moon Delta 9 THC gummies provide a potent psychoactive experience what do you think of the psychoactive experience mr polk i think it sounds right up my alley that's uh, we're all looking for psychoactive experiences in this life you know i uh crescent canna was nice enough to send us a bushel of goodies and uh i got the cbd freeze roller and this is not part of the script no one has told me to say this I used it. It's like it's like an icy hot thing. It's in a roller. It feels very nice. I didn't know what to think. I may have been a tad skeptical. And I am 37 years old. I sleep on a pile of rocks every night. <laughs> my body's a little messed up. I use this thing on my neck when I get out of the shower. And I swear to God, it works. I was a, a, an Advil guy. I would pop Advils anytime I had an ache or a pain. I am not doing that with this. This is 100% true. It's the CBD freeze roller. It's extra strength, 5,000 milligrams. That's a lot of milligrams. Seems like a lot of milligrams. And it works. My neck feels great, and it's it's nice using it. It's a nice experience. There we go. There is uh, not to mention THC gummies are killer. They're the canamoons. The canamoons. They are killers. The peach. The You're, peach I enjoy. They're all lovely. Uh, daytime, nighttime, anytime. Uh, if you walk out of the Superdome and you're like, you know what? I'd like to not be thinking about that game right now. Mm-hmm. That would be a good thing to go do. Uh, so 
a wonderful sponsor, uh, Crescent Canna, for the real deal THC experience you didn't even know is legal. Head over to CrescentCanna.com and use code KUSH, K-U-S-H, for 30% off your order. You must be 21 or older to purchase and consume THC products. Age verification at checkout. Feel the vibes. Legal THC at crescentcana.com that's crescent c a n n a dot com crescent c a n n a dot com that is a sponsor. sponsor also disclaimer you have to be cool you have to be cool that's to true. use it that's very true you have to be radical it really you have to be a neato yeah a neato rad cowabunga kind of guy i'm gonna edit all of that out <laughs> so we don't <laughs> Fucking Donatello Kush. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> Your idea of cool is just Air Bud, sunglasses, and a dog on a skateboard. What's not cool about that? <laughs> well, the golden retriever, golden receiver. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I have been going down on the on the Canamones. They're a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Crush it. Yeah. I'm in. I think it's genius. Me too. All in. Uh, also geniuses, Spain. The Hernan they have they birthed birth both Hernan Gomez brothers, Billy and Willie. Yeah, Billy and Willie. <laughs> and they go as I think it's Juancho, right? Juancho is that the other one? Yeah. Um, and they uh, won the Euro Cup. Yeah, they defeated Spain. Uh, d- they defeated France. Jesus, with Rudy Gobert. Yeah, who you would think would be better. He's getting paid a lot more than Billy Hernan Gomai. I think so. Uh, but anyway, so nice win for him. So that was the big Pelican story of the week. He won the MVP of the Euro Basket uh, Championship. He's a good offensive player. It's like the Europe. It's the national championship of Europe. He is a a, a legitimately good backup center. It's hard to find a backup center. Yeah, in the NBA. he's a good backup center. It's hard to find any center in the NBA. Now. That's true. He's too. the correct height. He's the correct uh, size. Yeah. He's got those European fundamentals. Yeah. A little you slow know, on defense. There were a couple of games last season that didn't matter, <laughs> but he started, and you'd look at the box score, and he'd have 17 or 18 points without yeah. even trying. Double double machine. Yep. You know, he can score he can with score. the best of them. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's a nice, and he is literally like, universally loved i've never talked to a to like a team where every single guy just loves a player the way they love him and that's like he get even games we get zero minutes they're like he's the yeah. best attitude and the most grateful and the most humble and it's like yeah man that's uh that's a rare thing to find normally those guys get like bitter over the course mm-hmm. of time and they're you know think that they should be making more money and they yeah. should so the credit Polk, to him. The Polk and Kush path. Yeah, that's <laughs> young and hungry. That's what uh You know, he is universally loved, but you know, for like a tall, handsome foreign guy, never hear women talk about him. <laughs> never at all. Uh the other uh Pelicans some other Pelicans things going on. I think Media Day is now next week. So the season's getting awful close. They uh, they told you when it was to explicitly bar you from. Yes, it? Okay. they're like no Kushners allowed. <laughs> that was no uh, with terrible short guys with bald spots and bad beards. 
not a lot. There's big X Ghostbusters uh, <laughs> symbol right in the middle of it. Uh, and then October 1st will be the open practice. Night's a nice return. I, I think it's been a couple of years since they were able to do the open practice uh, due to COVID stuff. So, uh yeah, they will be. In, we can get out there and play against the Pelicans. Everyone can play That's what against that the Pelicans. Means. Yes, so it's free tickets. Uh, it's uh, October first. That's always a nice thing. You ever been to the open practice before? No, I haven't. I am interested in it. It sounds like a thing to do. It's a thing to do. You kind of get to reconnect with the team and nice stuff for kids. I uh, get to you know Alvin Gentry was always very good at it because he's just mm-hmm. like good at getting on the mic and BSing. I don't know how good Willie Green will be at it. Um, but uh, I remember one year they split. So, you know, it's like a split squad scrimmage and one team is wearing blue and one was wearing gray. And Alvin like broke up the crowd. Be like, you guys are for the blue team and you guys are for the gray team. And by the end of the scrimmage, literally half the arena was chanting like, let's go blue team. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. And he's like pumping up everybody. And I was like, this guy could sell a ketchup popsicle to a lady in white gloves that's incredible it was awesome uh so and that's also the famous scene of uh Nikhil alexander walker singing uh vanessa carlton oh that yeah. was from the open practice uh as well uh zion's rookie year so who's uh, gonna sing what this year i don't know i don't know what kind of competition they'll make uh are there any rookie i guess dan dyson uh daniels will be there uh i guess liddell might be there E.J. Liddell is going to sing Skater Boy by <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Dyson Daniel, he'll sing uh, Speed of Sound by Coldplay. <laughs> Land Down Under, clearly, by Men at Work. Oh, crap. <laughs> Veg- Vegemite Sandwich. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. Um, it's always a good time. I, I, it is nice the Pelicans do it. I think there's going to be a lot of Pelicans hype from day one this year. Normally yeah. it takes normally the open practice kind of like, a oh, hey, remember we have a basketball team uh, kind of thing. And I think this year it's going to be more of uh, kind of, you know, getting people their fix because it's been a long time since they've seen this team. People love this team. And David Griffin uh, had some comments talking to the uh, New Orleans quarterback club. Mm-hmm. I thought those were interesting. He said that that, uh, the team, this would be the the first year where the team would not be taken lightly, Mm -hmm. uh, that it would not be a surprise for other teams to prepare for them, essentially. Yeah. And that that is a good thing, ultimately. Well, it's definitely part of the process. You got to. You can't just be like the crappy team that everyone overlooks, mm-hmm. and then you kind of show up and you know surprise people. That doesn't last long. No, you get about half a season of that. Yeah, or for the Pelicans, eight games. <laughs> yeah, I was, say. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, literally, the Pelicans got good in uh, uh, early April. <laughs> so it was. I, I mean, literally, that team that everyone's like obsessed with the team, and I was, it's like they were together. For like six games. Yeah. And that includes the playoffs. There is not an ex there. Now there are highlights of a lot of, there are not highlights from the beginning of the season for most of these players. That's very true. So yeah, late bloomers were coming up. We should, maybe we'll get a few games. We'll get like a four game buffer before everyone starts taking it seriously again. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, it is very exciting. People are definitely fired up for the Pelicans this year. It seems like it's been a long off season. It feels longer than usual just because I think people are actually wanting to see them play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the season feels like it ended 
because the excitement had just kind of started to build, it feels right. like the season ended abruptly, even though it lasted significantly longer than I ever expected that it would. Yeah, it was a bit of a blue uniform <laughs> end of the season. <laughs> uh, college football, uh, we'll go through this quickly. Uh, the green wave of Tulane. Undefeated, three and zero. They knock off Kansas State on, on the road, three and zero for the first time since nineteen ninety eight. Mamma mia! They went twelve and zero that season. For those of you youngsters out there, uh, the you know beating Kansas State on the road, that's like one of those that if you follow college football really closely, it sounds great because they're like a power five team. Mm-hmm. But if you don't follow it that closely, you're like, who gives a shit about Kansas State? <laughs> <laughs> Tulane on their own website put. Uh, Tulane shocks Kansas State in a huge upset. I was like, first of all, they're like a 14-point underdog. It wasn't like some crazy number. Uh, and like, it's Kansas State. It wasn't like it was Alabama. Mm, no. Now, if they'd beaten Oklahoma last year, that would have been shocking. This is how you get people to click on stuff. You got to say it was crazy, <laughs> sensational. This one Tulane football trick is destroying the Kansas State football industry. You have to say shit like that. And I do. I, I mean, it was a huge win for them, especially after Tulane went 2-10 and 10 last year. But what Willie Fritz had built up until last season is every bit, you know, capable of going up to Kansas State and winning. And they did it. They played great defense. Uh, I don't know how much you get to watch of it if at all. Uh, it was spectacular defense and balls out Willie Fritz with the game on the line. He went for a fourth down at his own 30 yard line on fourth and one. And it was uh, if they basically it was a quarterback sneak. And if they got it, they won the game. And if they didn't, they would have handed Kansas State the ball back down seven with like a minute and a half left. And he was it paid off and it worked. And it was a gutsy, gutsy call. And you know so, what that is? What's that? That's dog. He's got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. Yes, indeed, he does. Tulane plays Southern Su- Miss. Southern Miss will be a lot. Of, it should be a good atmosphere. Probably would have been a good atmosphere anyway, because mm-hmm. Southern Miss will bring a lot of fans. Uh, Six o'clock Saturday night. Be there, Yulman Stadium. Let's go. You want to go? Let's go. Let's go. What is it? Six o'clock. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then LSU beat Mississippi State. Even better. Which was a really It was big, a fourth quarter comeback. Another fourth quarter comeback for Jaden Daniels. He looked really good in the fourth quarter. That dude can run. Yeah, they were I think it was fourteen fourteen going into the fourth. I think they were down by it wasn't by much, mm-hmm. but yeah, they were down a little bit, came back, uh, and then steamrolled Mississippi State in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That was something. That was something. So LSU might have me a little spicier than we thought after that Florida State loss. Yeah, they could be. They've got they obviously have dudes still you know i was glued to watching clemson and louisiana tech <laughs> how'd that go not great <laughs> i didn't touch i was you know the 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 over was like 67 i was yeah. like i don't know <laughs> that's on like espn 19 how bad was it uh, I think they lost by like thirty something. Yeah, it sounds about. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a tough matchup. Yeah, my the tin foil fell off my antenna, so I couldn't <laughs> get the rest of the game on Telemundo Sports. <laughs> the check cash yeah. for uh, Louisiana Tech. So it's all that matters, really. Uh, and with that, we're gonna take a uh, a quick break to hear from our friends over at DraftKings. 
The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We are talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win, and you get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, and that's enough. Come on, what are you, baby? Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Stepped up, same game parlays. Ooh, parlays. Oh, I love them. Right now, for every leg, you for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? DraftKings is the best app. We say this every time. It is true. Unquestionable. I live on it. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Polk and Kush, P-O-L-K-A-N-D-K-U-S-H, to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That is code Polk and Kush. Only DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yes, sir. I gambled so much last weekend. Yeah, all on DraftKings? It was awesome. Of course, all on DraftKings. It was awesome. I had so much fun. I had the Cardinals money line, Come on. and they were down like three touchdowns or something <laughs> late, and then one in overtime. My kids were very confused when we were big Cardinals fans <laughs> in the fourth quarter. <laughs> it was the most, that was, that game was unbelievable. But yeah, I also, I, I mean, I think I bet on like 11 college games. I uh, I played some Kush picks from Twitter. Yeah. I did all right. Yeah. It wasn't my best week. No. But that happens because, you know, it's gambling and I'm bad at it. Well, is there, <laughs> there's no good or bad when you're having fun. And there is. There definitely you know? is. I, I guess. It made Vanderbilt football a little more interesting <laughs> at two and a half. Hit that one. Got that one by a long shot. Felt like a real genius on that one. Oh, God. Uh, you know, it is, uh, as always, you know, we've got our... Fun, fun, fun times happening inside this. You have no idea what's coming next on the podcast, do you? I do. It's going to be a little bit of a local breakdown. It is filled with juicy jazz, squalling trumpets, and tiny little crawdads. You put Paris in a swamp, and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. (laughs) That's right. My brain doesn't work. Most of the city doesn't work. But we've got a whole bunch of local news here. Yeah? Yeah? You want to start us off? Why don't you start us I'll off? I'll start us off. When you think of the most, the hottest women in the universe. Christina Hendricks. What do you think of? Christina Hendricks. What else do you think of? Uh, maybe Gina Gershon on Baywatch. Yeah. How about uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, host of the most beautiful women in the universe start coming in January 2023. The Morial Convention Center will host Miss Universe. I understood 
the last three words you said. Miss Universe is coming to New Orleans. January 2023. Buckle up. I'm going to camp out now. <laughs> I've got my I'm, I'm getting uh all the stuff that everybody has under all the tents and all that stuff that are under the bridge, like a uh, you know, thirty five feet away. Yeah, yeah. And then we're just gonna move it right in front of the convention center. Well, okay, so Miss Universe, that's somebody from not every from every country. And galaxy. And planet. <laughs> You think like, every place we know with living creatures is sending their best. Yeah, I'm sure like, you know, Miss Iraq is going to get here and be like, well, this is just like <laughs> Miss Bahrain. <laughs> it feels just like home. Uh, does Trump still work with the pageants? He, I think he did Miss America. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he does anymore. Who, It'd be who pays attention to these things anymore? I mean, society has evolved. Like, you know, in the 90s, I get it. You know, like, oh, Victoria's Secret Show. Oh, Miss America. Yeah. Now there's better stuff to look at and do. There's just no reason for this anymore. It's going to be interesting uh if they allow the contestants to go to bourbon street i think it'll be pretty easy to pick them out (laughs) that should really just be the contest how long can you walk around the french quarter before you get mugged yeah and whoever survives the longest wins do they wear? I might. I think I'm just thinking of The Simpsons. I like, you know, Miss Mexico doesn't like wear a sombrero, right? <laughs> They're not. It's not like Epcot. That'd be incredible. <laughs> it's, is it like a small world at Disney? I think they have a flag somewhere in their sash. Maybe, right? Otherwise, I'm pretty sure they're all wearing uh, bikinis know, and stuff. Miss Antarctica's like an Eskimo. <laughs> That would be more interesting, I think, than just a bunch of kind of attractive whatever ladies. Uh, the, the, so this very clearly beauty pageant, right? Like, Can we gamble on it? DraftKings? <laughs> we better be able to. I want a promo code. Uh, um, promo code Pokemon the Kush. Uh, the, 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 our, our esteemed mayor said it is an honor to host the 71st Miss Universe competition, and it says that the organization shares common values of celebrating inclusion, culture, and the empowerment of women, and we will show the globe why New Orleans is the best in the world at executing major festivals and events with culture that is absolutely unmatched. Every one of those words is bullshit. Well, uh, if you keep reading, she says, uh, no matter who wins the competition, I will fly to that country and give them the trophy personally. (laughs) This is all the long game for her. Yeah. Yeah. Or she also said if the runner up was from a nice country, she would also go there to wish. I thought she'd have to go to all 70 countries. She might. I had to go personally hand that, you know, like uh, when you make it to the final four, someone mm-hmm. from the NCAA is there to like give you your tickets and stuff. Yeah. Like that's like a celebratory thing when you cut down the nets and they hand you. This is Latoya is going to go to all 70 countries that hand out a Miss America or him Miss a yeah. uh, universe prize and uh, give all the nominees personally. I can't wait to see, uh, you know, like Miss Argentina company burger. <laughs> 
this, this is, is good. standing this in line yeah. Felix's. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, I just when some guy is asking uh, Miss Kuwait where she got her shoes, it's going to be a real scene. Uh, very weird. Now you mentioned uh, the Queen of England died a, a few days back, and New Orleans royalty has also passed away. Oh yes, the dancing police horse Ace has uh, oh, no. passed away on September 13th. Oh, no. Uh, the New Orleans police have announced that their mounted horse unit, Ace, who is known to the community as the famous dancing second-line horse, has passed away. Ace was Officer Joe Jones' partner for more than 16 years. There was a memorial service on Thursday, September 15th. The short ceremony uh, had... Uh, was held on Bourbon Street, where Ace interacted with multiple brass bands and the community. Did you ever see the dancing horse? No, I don't think so. What did it do? I mean, danced. I got that. But, like, how? It, you know, clomped around. <laughs> like a horse? Well, it wasn't doing the tango. It doesn't really seem like dancing, man. <laughs> what yeah, do you I mean, mean it was, dance? What it wasn't mean? out there to Cotton Eye Joe. It was just, That's what I'm saying. So how did it dance? You know, they pick their legs up high and kind of twirls around. It twirled? Don't decry a dead horse, Kush. <laughs> Not decry. I just don't understand how it danced. You've never seen, like, the people that ride horses around, like, Bayou St. John, and their horses, like, pick their legs up high? Oh, okay. It's kind of like that. Like a Tennessee walking horse kind of thing? Uh, a little bit. You don't know what that is, do you? Nobody knows what that is. There was a guy in my fraternity who... Who <laughs> trained Tennessee walking horses? Like that's there's a lot of ways to waste your time in your life. <laughs> that's <laughs> way up the list. If you did like one of those like get to know Kush trivia questions, <laughs> and one of them like you know you've got the obvious answers, and then one of them was somebody in Kush's fraternity <laughs> trained dancing Tennessee horses. I think everyone would go, yeah, of course. You were in uh, Skull and Bones, right? At Yale. <laughs> Star and Bones is oh. Jewish. <laughs> Star, stars and Gold. Perhaps you've heard of it. Well, if, uh, if anybody's curious about how the horse danced, uh, which you're not. No one is curious about that. Look it up on YouTube. Oh, hey, you know what, uh, you know what happened around this time in 1998? What's that? Tulane announced its intention to establish a pelican mascot, and they asked students to suggest names for it. Uh, the students overwhelmingly voted for Pecker. That's incredible. But the administration decided to go with Riptide instead. We really, what what we missed out on in 1998, huh? Man. We, we, we could have been. If we all went to bring our kids to go see Pecker the Pelican, I think we would have been a great time. It's not a bad name for Pelican. No. You know, there are probably some worse ones. Fishy. <laughs> uh, what was the Zephyr's mascot? It was a Nutria. Boudreaux. Oh that, was a, that was a silly name. Yeah, I guess from Boudreaux and Thibodeau. Yeah. But that was a, there's an account called Crazy Ass Moments in New Orleans History, and that one uh, came up this week. That was, so that was a, uh, a moment in time. Yeah, they changed. They used to be a Gumby was the old Tulane mascot. It was just Gumby. It had nothing to do with anything. 
It was uh, just a guy dressed like Gumby. <laughs> they should bring back Gumby and I'll be pokey. <laughs> How was that show ever popular? I guess people used to do a lot of drugs. I think they still do. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, at least Gumby isn't terribly scary. What is scary is uh, parking your car anywhere in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Those who are going to the Saints game. This has become enough of a thing that it became a news story uh, that the fact that people were scared to park their cars around 70,000 people for fear of it getting broken into. Uh, so WDSU did a whole story about, about the... Uh, people going to watch the game and fearing for their car getting broken into uh, season ticket holder Keith Walker said, imagining how you feel when you come out of the game and you get on the phone, report it, call your insurance company and say, Hey, somebody's car broken into my car, busted out my window for no reason. This is what we're talking about. We're not even talking about it happening. Mm -hmm. We're talking about people are already so aware that it's going to happen that they're fearing it before they even got their car broken into. Yeah, I have a lot of anxiety about going to the quarter for stuff like that. And what are your options? Park in the garage, which you can still get your window smashed. Absolutely. And then it adds three hours to leaving the game. Yes. Or you park on the street and somebody steals your car, blows it up, sets it on fire. Yes. Pees on, on the handle. <laughs> That's a real dick move right there. If you don't even get anything car, out of it, fine. But don't pee on the handle. I'd so much rather you break into my yeah. car than pee on the they handle. They steal the little Febreze air freshener. <laughs> smells like fish in here. Oh, dude, the, it's just incredible that it's become such a widespread problem. And it's also like if you go to pay parking lot, there's nobody there. You pay on your phone. To something, there's no nobody working there. There's no. not a security guard. There's nothing there to stop anyone from going in and breaking in all the cars. And everyone knows this. But I don't really know what your other option is just to not go. Uh, I guess you could utilize public transportation if we had the option uh, of such. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every day I look at like the uh, the look at this fucking street Instagram and it's always like another bus fell in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great line from a uh, security expert, a former NOPD investigator, Mike Kahn. He said, we can't even fill the entire dome police detail right now. We are getting people to work inside the Superdome from Indian reservations. Hmm. <laughs> Would you say you would you wouldn't have any cars broken into? No, but it would be definitely two or three as opposed to thirty or forty. So you're expecting like forty cars a game to get broken into during the Saints game? That's Jesus. kind of odd to call out Indian reservations. Like, yeah, things have gotten so bad we're actually hiring Native Americans. <laughs> like, like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Do think, they want a job? I think he's saying they're having to lure them away from Indian reservations to work at the dome. Okay. So they're security guards. You have to lure anyone to work at the dome. Nobody wants to work at the dome. <laughs> no, it does seem like the worst place in the world to work. God. So they're like, he's like, basically, we're just trying to hire security guards from literally anywhere. Native Americans have had it bad enough. They don't need to deal with a tool concert. <laughs> At the Superdome. 
Uh, it is. Uh, I went to uh, a Tulane game the other week, and the parking attendant in there was literally. I have a picture that I, I I will probably post at some point. And the parking attendant was literally looking out of the top of the roof, like as I left, I saw him standing on the top level, smoking a cigarette, and looking off the top of the garage. He's <laughs> like, "What are you gonna do about it?" Sure. And it's like, yeah, there's nothing. The answer is nothing. We can't hire anyone to replace you. And the fact that you're terrible at your job doesn't really matter because you're a parking attendant. Mm -hmm. And most people can figure it out. It might take longer than it should, but most people can figure it out at some point. (laughs) It's like your job is to make things slightly more efficient in the garage, but it's not really essential to the the job. No, so there are some benefits working there. You get to smoke. Yeah, it gets to not work and smoke. (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. I was like, I was going through, I was like, this is taking forever. What's going on here? I was like, isn't anybody working? I was like, and then I looked up when I got out of the garage, just a dude smoking a cigarette hanging out i was like that tough tough gig i want that guy's job yeah let's get into your favorite segment ladies and gentlemen my favorite part every single week the worst what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i've ever heard everyone in this room is now dumb the worst Last week, we spoke about a man who set a trap to get out of his job at Wendy's. You mentioned how we talk about the fast food workers' perils (laughs) quite a bit. This story, I'm just going to read the article. A supporter of former President Donald Trump wearing a clown wig. was arrested at a Dairy Queen in Pennsylvania on Saturday, (laughs) threatening to, quote, kill all the Democrats. (laughs) (laughs) The Murraysville Star reported that Jan Stowovi, age 61, was reportedly carrying three loaded handguns with 62 rounds of ammunition when he was arrested by the police at Dairy Queen. Register for free to continue reading. (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we got the gist of that story. <laughs> Let's get into it. Did he... <laughs> what set someone off to wear a clown wig at Dairy Queen and threaten to kill all the Democrats? I'm going to guess that they took his blizzard, turned it upside down, and it fell out. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. And you're going to... I'm going to get... I, I've acted before. I'm going to get method here. I'm getting in that guy's mind. I see that blizzard turn over and everything pour out, and I go, liberal nonsense. This country Has is going to hell. The ingredients in in my blizzard no longer congeal to a state where you can turn it upside down, and this is because we're relying on China. There we go. So I'm going to, I hope that he had the clown wig like in his pocket. <laughs> Probably because he's a professional clown. And then when the blizzard hit the ground, like his hopes and dreams, he, he was like, you know what? It's clown time. And he pulled out the wig and he said, I'm going to kill all of the Democrats. And he thought that the guy at Dairy Queen was a Democrat because he had a tattoo of Rick and Morty. <laughs> Where was this again? 
This is in Delmont, Pennsylvania. Police responded to the area after a motorist called them with a concern about a man wearing a yellow safety vest and a clown wig walking into a Dairy Queen with a gun. I would call the police, not with a concern, but just to go, hey, this is fucking cool. (laughs) You guys should come check this out. I just want this for the record. We'll We'll get a steak finger basket while we watch this clown murder all of us. During a confrontation with police, uh, Mr. Stowalvi, Mr. Clown, Mr. Clown (laughs) reportedly said that he was working to restore Trump as president and kill all the Democrats because Trump was still president president. In addition to the firearm, Mr. Clown was carrying police say they found two more guns in his vehicle, along with 78 other clowns, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the little clown car. Here's my point. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're stating such a lofty goal as to kill all of the Democrats, yeah, that's uh, let's not start at Dairy Queen in rural Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's not gonna be a ton of them there. There seem like you know this guy's just off track. And yeah. don't wear a clown wig. Wear your MAGA hat. <laughs> Don't wear a safety vest. Wear Kevlar. These are things that can be very easily changed. I feel like he has a goal in mind, and he is not executing it correctly. Thankfully for all of us, he's not uh, murdering all of the Democrats because he's woefully incompetent. But uh, really, this is a, a pathetic performance if that's his goal. The clown said that he was a prophet who had talked to God and was working undercover with the Pennsylvania State Police. Part of that could be true. (laughs) The staff at Dairy Queen said that their only interaction with the clown was he came in and placed $120 on the counter and said it was a tip for non-Democrats. I would, no matter where I was, if somebody in a clown wig was being aggressive... And said, I'm going to kill all the Democrats. <laughs> I'm going to raise my hand and go, I'm a Democrat. I don't identify politically as anything. I was going to say the $120. Be like, yep, not a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Give me the one. Now, isn't that something that he would think a Democrat would do? That's Give true. out free money. Uh-huh. That's a good point. I don't think this guy... Uh... <laughs> I don't think he's really seeing things through the clear prism of logic that we would hope for. Do you, whenever I go to Dairy Queen, it always pisses me off when they don't have the steak finger basket. And I feel like the lie that the liberal media is telling us (laughs) is that they only have the steak finger basket in Texas. And that wasn't true when I was a kid. I got the steak finger basket at every Dairy Queen I went to. And now these liberal cucks... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trying to convince us that you can only get steak fingers at select locations. Yeah. First, they turn the frogs gay, and then they get rid of all the steak fingers. I'm going to buy a clown wig. And a safety vest, and talk to God, and the state police. Seems reasonable. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. All right, everybody. That is uh, our episode for this week. Thank you all so very much for listening. We love each and every one of you. Please like, rate, subscribe, do all the things. Email us, polkingcushatgmail.com, crescentcanada.com. Use promo code CUSH for 30% off. And if you sign up for DraftKings, please use promo code Polk and Cush. Thank you all so very much. We will see you next week. See ya. See ya.